Hi, this is Bill Prater and welcome to Supercharging Business Success. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative and actionable resources that inspire, promote and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is how to avoid death by PowerPoint in just seven minutes with Ellen Finkelstein. Now, Ellen is a PowerPoint MVP. You may not have heard of that because there's only 18 of them in the United States, but that's a very prestigious uh, professional Microsoft award. Her well-known website is www.ellenfinkelstein.com and she offers many PowerPoint tips in the PowerPoint Tips newsletter. She specializes in training speakers and presenters to convert death by PowerPoint to life by PowerPoint. Communicate clearly and powerfully and design high impact, persuasive and professional looking slides. Ellen has done training for Citrix, BrainShark, Disney, Microsoft, Pennsylvania uh, State Education Association, Maharishi International University, State University of New York at Buffalo, State University of Illinois, several law firms, and many, many others. She's done on-site training, one-on-one virtual coaching, training, and webinars. Ellen, great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, you know my little program with seven questions in seven minutes. I'm going to use a little timer, and here we go. Helen, tell me, who is your ideal client? My ideal client is a professional present a professional who needs to present, needs to present well, somebody for whom presentations are crucial for his or her success. Beautiful. Now, what is the problem that these presenters have all the time and you help them solve? I guess we could simplify it by saying death by PowerPoint, but to expand on what that means, the problem is that they don't engage their audience or they bore their audience or they annoy their audience. They don't give their audience what the audience wants or needs when they present to them. So I would say poor oral communication skills. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I've been guilty. Hopefully, hopefully, when you look at my next one, you'll say, oh, Bill, you're, you've learned a little over the years. So, Ellen, tell me, um, what sort of emotions or feelings or uh, uh, issues or symptoms do people have so they would know that their uh, current pre presentation style needs some help and they would reach out to you for help? What are those symptoms? it depends on the type of presentation. Remember, some presentations are sales presentations, other are training presentations. There could be different types. But in general, if your audience is falling asleep, isn't engaging with you, doesn't respond to whatever your call of action is, so that's a very easy way of knowing, then that's a symptom that your presentation is not ideal. And ideally, you'd find that out before you start the presentation. Right. Uh, it, it would be good. In fact, one of the tricks is to try to find out in advance what the audience ah, needs. Okay. And, and it's not always possible, but if it is, it's a, a really great, great tip. Uh, so people who don't speak well, they speak at the audience instead of interacting mm -hmm. with the audience. They read from the slides using it like a teleprompter. 
Uh, they add images to decorate the slide instead of using them to enhance understanding, retention, and persuasive impact. Well, I think you've actually answered a lot of this question I was just getting ready to ask, and that is, so you've listed several mistakes that people make. What are, what's the most common mistake that people make when they, uh, you know, put together a PowerPoint slide? What's, what's the most common that you've seen most people do over and over again? Well, surveys have shown that what people hate most is presenters reading the slides. Okay. So I think that would be the most common. Okay. So uh, what is one valuable free action, Ellen, that you would say to our listeners that they could do right now to make their next presentation better than it's ever been before? I have a technique, a method that I call the tell and show method. Okay. And it's based on research by Michael Alley, who's a professor in the engineering school at Penn State. And he tried different types of presentations and, uh, and then tested students, different groups of students with them. And he calls it assertion evidence. But, you know, he's sort of science-based and tell and show is a little bit snappier. But basically what it is is that you use the title of the slide to tell your point. I'll give an example in a minute. And then you use some type of graphic. It could be a photo. It could be a graph. It could be a diagram, whatever it is, to show the point. So, for example, in terms of the telling part of it, you could have a chart that shows first quarter sales are down, as most of them are in, in this time that we're doing this right now. Uh, so you could, but, and, and that might be your point, but you could just say, first quarter sales, and it doesn't tell people anything. So they have to uh, kind of strain uh -huh. to figure out what the chart is saying. But if you say on the top, first quarter sales down 20%, then immediately they know what your point is, and then they can listen to you and, and go along as you explain the chart a little bit more. And so it just really helps people to understand that. Now the show part should just show that point. So an example of a chart showing sales, but it could be an image, you know, if you're talking about speaking skills, for example, it could just be a picture of somebody speaking well using gestures, let's say, uh, if that's what you're talking about. So some way of showing what you're telling. Beautiful. Now, Ellen, uh, what, uh, what have you thought about as a valuable free resource that you could offer to our listeners? And what is it and where would they go on your website to find it? Yeah, I have some training. It's called 13 Techniques to Make Designing Your Slides Easy. And it shows these different types of uh, how to use tell and show in some different types of situations, but also some specific techniques in PowerPoint is how I show them, but they're applicable in other programs as well. Uh, you can go to ellenhelps.me slash techniques. That's a redirect to my website ellenhelps.me slash techniques. And it's a video, these 13 different techniques I actually show people how oh, to, beautiful. exactly how to do them. So it's, it's very valuable. Beautiful. And so we'll have that uh, printed out below this on my blog, uh, on my podcast blog. And so they'll be able to go right there and find it. Uh, so Ellen, what question were you hoping that I was going to ask you? And I didn't. So what's the question? What's the answer? <laughs> well, as you know, I, I assume that this podcast will be around for a long time, but we are recording this during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so people are 
presenting online much more. And this actually mm -hmm. started after 9-11. Uh, more people started presenting online and it's only grown and it will grow a lot more. So the question is, what do, presenta what do presenters need to change what they're doing when they present online? How is it different from presenting in person? And so there are a few things. Remember that when people are in the room with you, it's kind of considered impolite for them to check their email on their phone or, you know, or walk out of the room. But when they know you can't see them, they don't have that inhibition. And right. so you need to right. hold people's attention more. So more slides, brighter slides, more interesting slides visually, a more voice modulation. And I personally, although it's a little uh, controversial, I recommend using the webcam when you do an online webinar, just as you being up in the front of a room with your slides, you know, you being there is not distracting to the slides. People go back and forth and you being there kind of helps people's attention. People are attracted to a real human being. That's why you do this as a video as opposed to an audio. It's a little bit more interesting. Uh, so use the webcam, stand up. So I'm standing up now. E even when you do a webinar, your voice sounds a little bit different. You can use gestures better. You, you have a little bit more energy when you stand up and be as interactive as possible. So using the chat, asking people questions, answering their questions throughout. All of those things are really helpful when you present online. Fantastic. Ellen, you are fantastic. One second to go. That was fantastic. Ellen, thank you very much. So everybody, in closing, focus on this single fact, and that is that businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. They get there as a result of the owner learning and applying a proven combination of the right mindset, a proven established system of management, and leveraging high-performance teams. Thank you very much. Ellen, thank you very much. Thank you, Bill.